stay loose, I stay high, I stay loose, I stay high, I stay loose, I stay high. I could do this all night, cause I do what I like, yeah, I do what I like, yeah, I do what I like. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode seven of the Dynasty Diehards here on the Razball Fantasy Sports Network on YouTube. You can also find our show streaming on Twitter. And it will come out as an audio-only version on your favorite podcasting streaming platform tomorrow. Make sure you are following us and you are liking and subscribing and downloading all over the place. We know it's the offseason. This is kind of the slow time of year for fantasy football. But there is no offseason in Dynasty, man. There's no offseason in Dynasty. You need to be ready to go. And today... If you haven't heard, we are going to be doing a mock draft, the first of the season, but this isn't any typical regular standard mock draft like you're thinking of. We're mocking the first round of the NFL draft. This is not a fantasy draft, folks. We want to talk about where some of these guys are going to land because, honestly, it's fun. It's what brings us joy this part of the season. We've got a lot of speculation ahead of the draft. We want an idea what these teams are going to do, John. I want to know who's going to trade, who's not going to trade, who's going to try and move up for a quarterback in the first round. Where are some of these guys going to go? And I think we're going to not answer any of those questions today, but some of the ideas we have from what we see and how deeply entrenched we are in the NFL world. Yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating. I love this stuff because – no one's ever going to get a mock draft 100% right because chaos always happens during the NFL draft. Um, things come out of left field that no one saw coming. It happens every year, but it's fun to speculate and be like, oh, I wonder if that could happen. And if this thing happened, what would that make the other things happen? It's really fun to just kind of go through go through all the simulations and, and check it out and see what happens. It's uh, It reminds me, my good friend Corey Spela has a show called Load the Wagon, John. I don't know if you've ever seen it. What he does is he takes you into dynasty mode in Madden, then you draft a team, and then you simulate that season in Madden, see how your team does. It's a it's a fun exercise. It's a fun show. I've been on with him once. I would love to do it again when he starts firing up again. But that's kind of what we're doing here. It's like we're playing Madden with current NFL players and rookies and franchises yeah. as the draft lies. So without further ado, my man, let's get into it. We are using the Pro Football Focus Mock Draft Simulator, which, guys, if you're not familiar with it, this is a really cool tool if you like to just kind of play around with this stuff, have fun. So here we are, guys. We're mocking the first round of the draft. And as we all know, on the clock with pick one are the Chicago Bears. Now, John, here's my question. There's been so much talk about what they're going to do with this first pick. This is probably one of the most talked about situations here because – there's been chatter they're going to trade Justin Fields. My first question to you is, do you think they are going to trade Justin Fields and use this first pick on a quarterback? Because that's going to kind of set the tone for this draft. Uh, no, I don't think they will. Um, I, I think I think any credible report that's coming out that's saying that they might entertain the idea, and, and that's all you've heard as well, it's possible they will. Nothing is suggested that they're actually moving on from Justin Fields in any sort of concrete way. I think they would be idiots if they did. Um, I don't think any of the quarterbacks in this draft class have like a better collegiate resume than what Fields did. So I, I think you're you're just trading. It's like the whole uh, mystery box scene from Family Guy. It's like, oh, but anything, it could be anything. It could be <laughs> Justin Fields. It's like, well, why would you do that? Like, I, I think we've seen that Fields – has the tools that are there. And I think that they're going to be invested heavily this offseason in surrounding him with an environment where he can grow. And I think they've got about a hundred million dollars in cap space in the first overall pick. They are loaded with opportunities. 
So I think that they're going to go out and invest heavily in the offensive line and free agency and trade the first overall pick and get a haul of stuff to build out this roster. See, now here's where we kind of disagree because I do agree with you. There's no way they're trading Justin Fields. That would be absolutely asinine. Now, what we do have to remember is we sit here with this logic and reason and we see teams depart from that logic and reason every season. Last season, the Titans trading A.J. Brown during the draft. I mean, literally nobody saw that coming. It just seemed like an absolutely idiotic move for the Titans, and it was. Here's, Here's where I'm at for the Bears. I don't think they moved Justin Fields and I don't think they moved this pick because I think they like Jalen Carter out of Georgia enough that he's such a big piece that could really help shore up that defensive line and make no mistake about it. That is helping Justin Fields. Your better defense is going to help Justin Fields. I see them going Jalen Carter. How do you feel about that? I mean, I would take it. I just think that you've got a really, really good chance of getting Jalen Carter at four if you were to trade down. So I, I don't, because okay why don't we why don't we play it out how about we do the first the first move here let's let's either make a pick for chicago or trade down from four and see how we want it to go so okay so we've got the board here pulled up obviously everybody's available this is all obviously going to be ranked by where he's going in other mocks i think it's a lot of it i believe this adp is based on specific mocks within this simulator so which way are we going do you want to go jalen carter we'll start out there Let's go Carter because if they do stay at this pick, I think it needs to be Carter. Their run defense was like the worst in the NFL. It was absolutely atrocious and getting a big cog that you can put in the middle of that defensive line for the next decade is, is a great pick. So I if they do stay, I think that it would be Jalen Carter. It's going to be Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, in my opinion. They don't it's really one of those have to cornerback help. Yeah. He's the guy you want to take with that first pick. I think if they're more enamored with Anderson, maybe they trade back a couple of picks and take him. But I think the easiest thing to mock right now is going to be Jalen Carter. So now here we are. We're on to pick number two. We've got the Houston Texans. Now everything has been indicating they're going to take a quarterback, John. And I think that that is exactly what they're going to do. The question is, is it Stroud? Is it Levis? Is it Bryce Young? Who do you think they're going to take? I think it's Bryce Young. Um, For fantasy purposes, Stroud is actually my quarterback one in this draft class. I like his upside better. Um, but Bryce Young is a great field manager. Like he thinks the game so incredibly well for the quarterback position that his size concerns, I don't think are going to be enough to sway Houston off who will, I, I think that there's, there's a really good chance Bryce Young ends up being the first overall pick in this draft. I really think there's a good chance Chicago trades the pick and that they're happy with getting either Carter or Will Anderson. Um, so I think it's Bryce Young is going to be the first overall pick in this draft. And I think that Houston would be thrilled that he's sitting there for them at two. I agree. So we're going to go ahead. We're going with Bryce Young at number two out of Alabama to the Houston Texans. Now we've got Arizona. And I think they're going to go Will Anderson here because again, that defense was atrocious. And now they've got Jonathan Gannon in there. He's going to be looking to shore up that defensive unit. I think so. And I agree with you, but let's have some fun and make something a little bit chaotic here. All right, let's do it. I, I want to propose that the Raiders trade up to three in this scenario, seeing that CJ Stroud is still sitting there and okay. them not having their quarterback of the future lined up. They're going to have to get in front of Indianapolis, who's sitting there at four, who would probably take CJ Stroud if he's available to them. So I think that in this scenario, we have Vegas going from seven to three. I don't think we really need to mess around with what the draft compensation would be entirely, right? We know it's going to take a slew of picks to get that trade done. So let's just trade their picks seven and three 
And Perfect. so that they get a trade done, including some future picks and probably also the third this year or something along those lines. But we're just doing the first round. So for this situation, let's just force it through seven and three. The Raiders are on the clock with the third overall pick to take C.J. Stroud because they were idiots and parted ways with Derek Carr without having a contingency plan. And now they basically have no choice but to go all in on getting a quarterback of the future. I, I agree with you. I think there's a chance they hang around at seven and they know they can get Will Levis there. But yep. C.J. Stroud is a different player. I could see this being something that Mark Davis, Josh McDaniels decide they want to do. So I'm I'm for it. I'm all for it. I like this. So now we're sitting at number four. We've got the sad Indianapolis Colts who just lost out on C.J. Stroud. Do you think this makes them go Will Levis? I do. I think that in this scenario, I don't think they're leaving this pick without a quarterback. I think they're either going to sit at four and get one of those three quarterbacks, or they're going to be in the trade-up conversation with the Bears to get their guy. So I think this is worst-case scenario, but still good for Indy. Levis has a lot of physical tools, and I could absolutely see uh, Jim Irsay being happy with a, a toolsy quarterback that they think that they can develop. So I think it's it's Will Levis at four. I'm with you on that. They the thing is is that they have to get a quarterback. Yeah, they, have to. they don't have they're a not, choice. They're not going to get it done in free agency. Not anybody who's going to be impactful. Um, and it, really, Tom Brady retiring is probably enough motivation for the Raiders to move up to that three to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think personally that was their contingency plan. I do too. I think that they were thinking they were going to put Josh McDaniels back with Brady and then Brady retired and they went, shit, now what? And they even just said a couple days ago, it was like, we don't really have a clear answer at quarterback. I think they just said that in the last day or two. So I I think that they could be hungry in the trade up market. Um, I think this is a very interesting first four, but also a plausible first four that that we could see happen. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Now, like moving on to five. You have Pete Carroll sitting here knowing that Will Anderson is still on the board at five. He's doing flips in, in the command center, knowing that he's got Will Anderson potentially uh, on the clock for him. Yep. No, I love that. I, I think that's a really solid pick. So you're saying now you're saying you want Seattle to take Will Anderson. And I agree with you on that because their run defense was one of the worst in the league and they just did not get pressure on quarterbacks. How much better would the Seattle team have been if they had a defense? Plain and simple. So I think that that is exactly the way they're going to go. Man, see, this is why we should be NFL GMs, John. Look at us just smashing this draft here. So now we're on to to the seventh pick. Now we're back with Arizona. Yes. Do you think that they're going to like maybe reach a little bit on an offensive line? Oh, we're actually, we're not Arizona. We're still still Lions on the clock at six. Oh, we are Lions. My bad. I was getting way ahead of myself here. So now we've got the Lions. Yeah. I think that this pretty – Simply, they're going Devin Witherspoon. He's the best corner in the class. They need cornerback help. It it just kind of lines up for me that this is where Detroit goes. I think it's either Devin Witherspoon. I also wouldn't rule out Christian Gonzalez, who's also a very good corner right there as well. But I think that Witherspoon is probably higher chances of going here. He's a potential lockdown one-on-one corner. Like, he's going to take away the opposing team's number one wide receiver type guy. So I think Witherspoon would be a, a smash pick for for the the kneecap biters uh, out of Detroit. <laughs> I love it. So that's where we're going to go now. Now we're on the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. And my question stands, do you think that they reach here on an offensive lineman because they need the help so bad? It's possible. And there are some very good offensive tackles 
at the top of the position. Paris Johnson Jr. and Peter uh, Skoransky are are great offense alignment. I, I could absolutely see that being the case. I think that Paris Johnson, with what he was showing at Senior Bowl week and what we're going to see out of him at the Combine, I think he could absolutely work his way into this draft position um, if they're on the board here. Having traded down already, and let's say – that Arizona knows that they got an extra third and next year's first and second or something like that to give up that pick to the Raiders. I think that going offensive line um, and first and foremost, they got Kyler Murray coming off injury. They, they have to protect Kyler Murray because they're invested in him for years. I think offensive line is a huge area of need. Um, I could see them reaching. I think Paris Johnson would be an interesting pick here. Yep, I like that. So we're going to go with it, John. We're going to go with Paris Johnson. Now we've got the hapless Falcons here on the clock. This isn't – they need a quarterback, but I don't think there's anyone really left on the board. Maybe Anthony Richardson they could go after, but at eight, that seems like a bit of a reach to me. But at the same time, we've had people talking about he could go number one if he he outperforms Young and Stroud at the Combine and Levis. I have a hard time seeing it because he feels like a little bit of a raw prospect to me. But that said, this is the Falcons we're talking about. It is the Falcons. And they took Kyle Pitts when they had nothing else. So I I, I don't know. They're a total wild card for me. Yeah. Um, They don't have a wide receiver at all in the room. Do they take the toolsy Quentin Johnson at six, four and be like, Hey, cool. We got our wide receiver. We have no idea who our quarterback is. But I don't know that that fits the coaching that they currently have in the building that just wants to smash the the ball every single down. So I I don't know what to do here. I don't think it's going to be Anthony Richardson. I think that they want to give Desmond Ritter a chance to see what he would do. So I'm not leaving Anthony Richardson here. I can see them going Tyree Wilson. I can see them going after Christian Gonzalez. You mentioned earlier, we've got Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa who fits a need for them. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think that they're going to, I think that they're probably going to go with either Tyree Wilson or Lucas Van Ness. I could see them wanting to address uh, pass rush in a big way. So, um, why don't we go Tyree Wilson? We've we've currently got him ranked higher. Um, on this big board here. And I think that he's going to have a nice combine as well. So I'm going to go Terry Wilson. Okay. So now we're on to the Panthers again, another QB needy team. I think it's Richardson here. If he's there, I I think Richardson is on the board. I think that Carolina takes it because they've been playing quarterback roulette for a few years. I I think they want to try to get someone locked in. So I'm going to Richardson. All right. So here's the part of the draft where the Eagles trade Jalen hurts. (laughs) God, (laughs) Uh, and then what? Then what do they do? No one's left on the board. Um, All hell breaks gonna, loose in Philadelphia. Yeah, exactly. No, they're they're not. Don't be stupid. No, 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 no. And honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know what PFF is doing here, saying that wide receiver is in need. You right. have AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, and then you have a locked in tight end in Dallas Goddard. You don't need to spend a, a you know high draft capital on wide right. receiver. I know they need depth. I'm sure they'll draft sure. a wide receiver or two in the mid to late rounds. But that's not on the board at all in the, in the first round here. So then, is I mean, is this where Skaronski comes off the board? Because I think I just, so. De- depending upon what free agency looks like for them, they might need to to plug in some offense alignment. I could see Skaronski. Skaronski. I could also. When do we start talking about Bijan Robinson? Because this is a team that is going to be 
hurting at the running back position, most likely Miles Sanders could be gone in free agency as well as Boston Scott. Yep. So they're going to need running back at some point. Now, do they want to just say, hey, we were in the Super Bowl. We have depth across the board at many positions. Why not take the, the best running back prospect to come out since Saquon Barkley and, and throw in an elite run game with, with Jalen Hurts? Is that is that in the conversation to be had here, or do they take a Brian Branch, a versatile safety that they can line up all over that secondary? What what's so okay? So I mean, if you really if you really look back at what Philly needs, it's a running game, which sounds ridiculous because they've got Jalen Hurts, but the like the Super Bowl was a I think a real eye opening experience for this team because that's a big part of why they lost this game. Was because Sanders couldn't it, get it done on the ground. Sanders couldn't get it done. And then you're looking at Boston mm-hmm. Scott and Kenny Gainwell's just simply not that kind of running back. Not that he won't be successful no. in this league, but he's never going to be a workhouse. However, I yeah. do hear what you're saying about Bijan. And I mean, we've had a lot of conversations about this in the last few weeks. You know what, John? Let's have some fun, right? Let's have Let's some fun, man. The Eagles select with the 11th pick and the 10th pick in the NFL draft. Bijan Robinson, folks. I don't hate this <sighs> at all. This is I, a this is an embarrassment of riches pick because they get this pick from trading with New Orleans last year. They have their own first late late in the first round that they'll have another yeah. shot at potentially addressing an offense alignment if they want to. I think this is an embarrassment of riches type pick. They're loaded across the board in many other areas. Let's throw in an elite running back into this team on a rookie contract and see what happens. Yep, I completely agree. And that with that 30th pick, and we'll get to that pick, but that 30th pick can't address. I mean, my only concern on that offensive line is that Jason Kelsey retires. I know. That would be hard. Um, so you need you need a guard. Be tough you, need, you need to draft a guard that you can convert to center. Probably because there really aren't any top-tier centers out there right now. And a lot of these yeah. early a lot of these guys that are going early in the first round are tackles. You could have a John Michael Schmitz situation um, yep. who's projected to probably be a second rounder, but if they're sitting there at 30th on the board, I could see them kind of reaching a little bit there to get a guy that they can plug and play across the offensive line. Like he can line up in a, in a multitude of locations. Right. So this is, this is really interesting to me. I, I don't think this is that far-fetched. I don't think it is either. Uh, yeah. Things that we think are far-fetched now end up actually happening in the draft. So I'm with it here. All right, now we're on pick number 11. We've got the Tennessee Titans, who apparently are rebuilding their entire team. But what is most notable about this 11th pick is they let Taylor Lewan go today. Yes. This is Skaronsky all day long. Yes. He's still on the board for them. I don't think there's any chance that it's not. If, if, if it plays out like it has so far, I don't think they're leaving this without Peter Skaronsky to get to start rebuilding that offensive line on rookie contracts because they yep. released Taylor Luan. Well, then we're going to make it so. We've got Peter Skaronsky going to the Tennessee Titans at 11. Now we're on to pick number 12. John, the Texans, they got their QB with the second pick. Do they go after Quentin Johnson? We've I've seen him mocked to the Texans a few times. And I, I wish I had – we got to talk to – my friend Brad and I got to talk to John Harris before mm. the draft last year, did a podcast with him. And I'd love to hear his thoughts on this because last season he was very high on they needed to go after offensive linemen. They did that. Their line could be better, but they – like every line, they struggled with injuries. Do they go linemen here or are we looking at – is it Lucas Van Ness that comes off the board or are they going to just shock – ish everybody and go with Quentin Johnson 
I'm kind of inclined to say, Quentin Johnston, you have a new head coach. You're drafting your quarterback of the future. Let's give him a weapon to grow with. You put both of these right. guys on rookie contracts over the next four years with fifth-year options because they're first-round picks, and you give him an option. Maybe also getting that quarterback, getting another wide receiver in the room, maybe it me- means that Brandon Cooks feels comfortable returning. So maybe you start building out that offense a little bit. Damian Pierce is on a rookie contract and looked great in his rookie season. All of a sudden you've got a little bit of traction, a lot of young talent on the offensive side. It really wouldn't surprise me because if Brandon cooks leaves, they've got nothing. Maybe John Mechie's able to get back by the way, this year who I loved great rooting for him, rooting for him all the way through that he's able to get back on the field. And then all of a sudden, if you've got Quentin Johnston, John Mechie and Brandon cooks, with uh Bryce Young which by the way Bryce Young John Mechie's college quarterback yep you start putting some stuff together here on the offensive side of the ball I don't I don't think that this is that far-fetched well and if you look I mean look at the AFC South a powerful offense is going to win that division if the Texans could build that out with rookies might not be this year but it could be 2024 that this is a team that's competing for a playoff spot Okay. All right, we're, we're going to do it. So Quentin Johnson to the Texans at 12. Now I've got the Jets on the clock at 13. Obviously, they need a quarterback, but we know that they're probably going the free agent. Derek route. Carr. Derek Carr. <laughs> it's probably it, going right? to be Derek Carr. Yeah. I mean, realistically, they need a tackle, and they yep. need some help. They need a linebacker. <laughs> that's That's their biggest need right now. They do. So, I mean, linebacker help, they're not really going to find here early. But Broderick Jones out of Georgia, he's a tackle, a very talented tackle coming from a very pro-style offense in Georgia that he could be a guy that plugs in immediately in their biggest area of need that's attainable with the 13th pick. You know, I actually like that. I wasn't leaning that way. Um, I'm still seeing a lot of defensive backs on the board that are so talented. Um, but that secondary is already young and getting better and is pretty solid. I don't, I don't hate that. Let's actually go Broderick Jones and that, that'll, that'll help their run game with Brees Hall coming back from injury. It'll uh, help whatever quarterback goes in there to then be throwing to Garrett Wilson, the love of my life. So yeah, let's go Broderick Jones. Let's get a plug and play rookie tackle. I love it. So now we are on to pick 14. We have got the New England Patriots. Where do we even start? Now, PFF has it listed as they need a quarterback tackle and an edge rusher. They need a lot more than that. They need I'm I'm going I'm going Brian Branch here. I don't think that they're ignoring an Alabama product. We've seen them take so many Alabama defenders over the years that I think that a versatile safety um, who can help in you know, both phases run and pass. I think that Brian Branch is a really interesting prospect here. And I, I just don't see Bill Belichick passing on him. Well, and if you've watched football for any period of time, you know that that's something Bill Belichick really loves is to have that versatile safety. Think Rodney Harrison, Peter Chung, yep. guys like that, Ty Law. This fits Belichick's defensive scheme so very well and we know he doesn't care about grades he doesn't care about mock drafts he doesn't care about what he should do bill right. belichick does whatever the hell he wants so yep okay so now we're on to 15 we've got the green bay packers this is i think they go defense here they had Let's, such a difficult time on defense last year 
I think so too. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. I, I, I stand by the fact that Aaron Rodgers is returning to Green Bay until I am told otherwise. Yes. That is basically my default setting. I'm just assuming that that's going to be the case until it is literally announced that a trade has happened or that he's retiring. But I think there's a 90% chance he's back in Green Bay. So they've got that. PFF says that they need wide receiver, but they invested really heavily in rookie wide receivers last year, and I don't see them doing it again. Not with the the first-round pick. So going the defensive side of the ball, they need pass rush. And I think that Lucas Van Ness – is a really talented player that is going to turn some heads at the combine, which by the way, starts next week. And it's like football Christmas for me. I think that Lucas Van Ness would be a really interesting pick here. I agree that that was one of the places their secondary wasn't terrible, but they just, they weren't getting pressure on anybody. So if you can get a good edge rusher in there that can get around the corner and not just disrupt Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, but kind of disrupt or disrupt running backs, but also disrupt the, the opposing team's quarterback. I don't know why their names popped into my head, John. I'm tired. It's snowy. <laughs> it's cold. I've got cold brain here. Hey, All that's right. what the scotch is for, right? I'm warming myself yeah, up from the right. inside out. That's but right. I'm, I'm also gonna say, I'm also gonna say, it wouldn't surprise me to see Miles Murphy out of Clemson get drafted ahead of Lucas Van Ness. So I, I, I like the Lucas Van Ness pick. If both of them are on the board there, I could really see that being a bit of a coin toss in terms of which way they went. But I like them going defense here. All right, John. So that actually puts us exactly halfway through the draft. Real quick, I just want to get to some comments here that we had. We've got Brad all the way from Australia. Hey, fellas, pump for your mock, and please don't hurt my heart with the Panthers pick. And we didn't. I'm glad to report he loved having Anthony Richardson go there. We've got my boy Toronto Dave in the chat. What all up, the way Dave? From Canada. Thanks for tuning in. Royal Slade, is Skaronsky's arm length an actual concern? First of all, Royal, thank you so much for popping on the show. You know, you know, I don't think it is for me, John, because these guys, these offensive linemen, they find ways to be successful. NFL, I'm not, college. I'm not that worried about it. I think, I think in terms of actual concern, it just means that he's going to be the second offensive lineman taken instead of the first. Yep, fair. That's enough. the way that I see it. I think he's a first round grade. We've got Dave saying, "Shout out Slime Sanders." <laughs> we know he loves Miles. He said, "Let's have some fun with this." They drafted Cam Jurgens last year to play center in Carolina. So that's interesting. We'll see how it all goes. Royal is really good with that branch pick for his Patriots. Yeah. We'd love to see it. And yes, Dave, combine season is approaching. Funny thing, <clears throat> the NFL must know when my birthday is because the combine starts on my birthday this year. So Well, we'll get to celebrate your birthday with some 40 times. How about it? I love it. 40, 40, 40 times. There we go. Beautiful. That's right. Little Edward 40 hands for those who celebrate. All right, guys, we're on to pick 16. Pick 16 is the Washington Commanders. I preferred it when they were the Washington football team, personally. I did too. I loved it. I, I really I really liked the WFT logo. It was clean. It was neat. But those days are gone, John. They're gone. It, so now it lended itself to so many WTF. I know. Sure. And it they just couldn't let it go, I guess. So now... We know that Rivera said that they're rolling with Sam Howell this year at quarterback. Whether or not you wanna, believe it, it makes it unlikely they're going to I want to touch on that here. Yes, touch I on, it, touch on that do. because I, I think that starting Sam Howell is a great choice because either he impresses and they have a quarterback on a rookie contract, which is a win for them, or he's horrible and it sets them up next year to potentially be in contention to take, uh, which would actually be hilarious now that I'm thinking about it if they got his UNC 
backup quarterback Drake May to come in and replace Sam Howell. <laughs> that would be hilarious. But you could have a Drake May. Um, you could have a Caleb Williams. So there's some great quarterbacks at the top of next year's draft. They're at 16 this year. They're either going to put themselves like somewhere in the top, like six to eight picks, or maybe go after that first overall pick. Or Sam Howell is going to show enough that they're like, okay, we have something here and we can potentially build around that. So I do think it's Sam Howell. I think that's going to be what they do going into this season. I I agree. You got to give the kid a chance. And there was a story I read at the very beginning of the offseason. It was Taylor Heineke was doing an interview and he was the one who told Ron Rivera, like, you need to start this kid week 18. He deserves a shot to show you what he has and what he can do starting for a full game, which I, if you didn't love Taylor Heineke before, I know. Like, how could you not love this guy? Tell him the coach to give another guy a shot. And I do think legitimately it will be how. Yeah. So then the question becomes, what do they do here? There are so many needs in Washington. Their defense underperformed for most of the season. Their offensive yeah. line was bad. I think the one place I can say I'm pretty sure they're not going to make a move is going to be wide receiver and running back. Cause I feel like they feel pretty set at those positions. I did too. Dotson looked really good. Yeah, um, so exactly. I think that they feel good with him and McLaurin. I think that if Christian Gonzalez slips this far in the draft, that they pounce on it. I, I, I agree. Just, I don't think that they let him go. Even if it's not a glaring weakness, this is best player available on the board, not at the wide receiver position, in my opinion. Right. I, I think it's Christian Gonzalez. All right. So we're going to go Christian Gonzalez at number 16 to the Washington Commanders. And now we have pick number 17, one of my favorite teams, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, John, I have an opinion about this. They're taking Jordan Addison. Really? You know why they're taking Jordan Addison? All right. Talk Jor- Jordan Addison's 2021 season, he won the Bolitnikoff Award at Pitt before he transferred to USC. And who was his and quarterback? Who was his quarterback? Hmm. It was Kenny Pickett. Yeah. This is a team that isn't far off from being really competitive in the AFC North. In my opinion, there are two things they need to do. They need to get their offensive line right, but I think they're going to do that through free agency because that's how Tomlin tends to work. And they really just need to get Pickett comfortable. They've got Patty Muth. They've got George Pickens. They've got Najee. If you can get that line right and you can get one more feature receiver in that offense, which would be Addison behind Pickens, Addison is going to be a very good receiver in this league. He's slight. He's more close. He's, basically Devonte smith's size yeah but he plays a little bit smaller i think we talked about he that does. last week <clears throat> but i think this is i think addison goes to pittsburgh here i think they repair him with his college quarterback because we've seen teams trying to do that this past season with adams and Carr, and i think they do it in the draft addison's still sitting at 17 there isn't anybody else glaring that i think they need to go after they don't need help on the defensive line they don't need linebacker help they probably need maybe like safety or secondary help maybe one so piece. What, I, what i would say if it's not addison to me it's joey porter jr those would be the two that i really like here i can see that what are what are your thoughts on deontay johnson though with going with the jordan addison pick i think i think deontay johnson's gone do you okay so that makes a lot more sense here you know, in terms of we, you have to kind of look past free agency to kind of, you know, look into the future and think of what's going to happen before making these draft picks. If Deontay Johnson is gone, I don't hate this at all because Addison to me might be the best route runner in this class. The dude is so good. And he like a Justin Jefferson type, and I'm not saying you should expect any rookie to come in and give you Justin Jefferson production. You should not, 
but this is a wide receiver that will turn defenders around and yes. they get lost when he's yes. running his rounds. So I agree with that. He will make a wide open target for Kenny Pickett. And they have the connection when Jordan Addison won his Bolitnikoff award with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. So, you know what, for the sake of, uh, for the sake of fun, let's go with that. Assuming that Deontay Johnson leaves in free agency. All right, we're going to do it. I cannot see them re-signing Deontay. <clears throat> he just, he was better with Trubisky than he was with Pickett. And Pickens was better with Pickett than he was with Trubisky. Pickett's your starting quarterback. Why would you keep Deontay Johnson for what it's going to cost? Doesn't sure. make a Don, Deontay Johnson to Chicago. Let's go. Give him to Justin Fields, baby. <laughs> I would be thrilled. Dai would not be displeased with that whatsoever. <laughs> All right. So, John, we're on to pick number 18. We've got the Detroit Lions on the clock for the second time. I think they go after linebacker. Getting, after getting Witherspoon. After, after getting Witherspoon. I think they're either going to go, I like Miles Murphy or Joey Porter. I'm not inclined as much for Joey Porter to Detroit. I think Miles Murphy to put on the opposite side of that line across from Aiden Hutchinson gives them an elite young pass rushing duo. And I like that a lot. So I'm kind of thinking it's Miles Murphy here. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. We've got Miles Murphy at number 18, the edge rusher out of Clemson to the Detroit Lions. Now we're on to pick 19. John, we have got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 19. A lot of people have mocked a quarterback, specifically Anthony Richardson going at 18. Obviously, that's not going to happen on ours because he is off the board. Where do we think they go here? This is a team that, I mean, again, they have a lot of needs now. This is a team that's probably headed into rebuild mode. They do. Um, I have no idea because they have so many needs. And it's all going to depend on what happens in free agency for me for Tampa Bay. Um, it looks to me like they're going to roll with Kyle Trask at quarterback, yeah. which is weird. But they, I Heisman think they think finalist Kyle Trask. Hey, you know what? Same can be said for Max Duggan. But I think, <laughs> I think that they think that the NFC South is a very winnable division with the talent that they have. I don't necessarily think that they're stripping it down yet. I just okay. don't, I don't know. I, I think they're going to do a similar situation to Washington and roll out the, the unproven quarterback and see what happens. So let's say that they stick with Kyle Trask and they're not going quarterback. And there's not one that makes sense at this point of the board right. anyways. Right. So if they're going to roll with that and think they can win their division, let's assume they're bringing their wide receivers back and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Right. So that takes, you know, what could be really interesting here. I, I agree that they need defensive line and there's Kalijah Kansi sitting there who is a super athletic interior yes. defense alignment. That would make sense to me, but do you want to get weird? Yeah, let's get weird. Dalton Kincaid. You know, what's funny is I was going to bring him up and I was like, ah, you know, I, I feel like even for us, that's crazy. But now that you've said it, I am. He's I'm such an athlete. He's such an athletic tight end. And he has such good ball tracking ability and control in the air. He's he's just a really, really good prospect. I love Dalton Kincaid, and I think he's going to go somewhere in the back half of the first round. So if you're Tampa, like, let's get weird and let's just throw Dalton Kincaid to give our young quarterback uh, another option in that passing game. Why not? Yep, I love it. I love it. So we they also are going to need they're going to need running back at some point. But with Bijan off the board already, let's let's go somewhere else. Yeah, I really hope Bijan doesn't end up in Tampa Bay, man. God, I'd be <laughs> I'd be so sad. I would be so sad if that happened. 
Okay, so we've he got he would be a bell cow from day one, averaging three point one yards per carry. <laughs> Kind of horrible <laughs> offensive line. <laughs> yeah, no, it wouldn't be pretty for all of us Bijan uh, lovers out here. No. Okay, so pick 19. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. Now we're on to pick number 20, John. We've got the Seahawks back again. Where do we think they go with this pick? You know, I just I can't help thinking that the most like Pete Carroll, John Schneider thing possible would be for them to take an interior defense alignment, but not have it be Kalajikansi and it be someone with like a round three grade. Cause it just seems to be what they do, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to get that crazy here and suggest that they do that, but it just seems like something they would do. You'd be it like, does. What? it does. It's it's a linebacker Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. Like what? But let's, let's, let's make it Kalajikansi. I think getting a very athletic interior defense alignment, pairing that with, Will Anderson, all of a sudden you throw two really high motor electric young defenders on that, on that line. All right. No, I love it. I love it. So we've got Kalijah Kansi, interior defensive lineman from the university of Pittsburgh going at number 20. Now here's the fun part. The Miami dolphins forfeit their pick because Jeffrey Ross is a dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) And now they've lost out on the 20th pick. So we're on to 21. The uh, Los Angeles Chargers, which I have to stop myself from saying San Diego every damn time. It's so, so hard. Stay in the same places, please, guys. It's Come been on. like three years and I still do it. Like it oh, just yeah. doesn't go away. To me, I just, I, I'm going to start, I'm going to open this. Jackson Smith and Jigba to, to the Chargers is just a dream for me because he is a route runner that works so well against zone and in that short to intermediate routes he's basically keenan allen 2.0 just a little bit smaller to me this makes way too much sense especially if they move on from keenan allen which is a possibility that they do this offseason i don't think they do but planning for the future you have an aging keenan allen and an off injured mike williams let's let's throw a a really really good route runner in there to to the chargers see that and i don't think this is crazy we're going to go through with it it's jackson smith and jigba to the not San Diego Chargers. <laughs> Damn it. Start talking the formerly about San Diego Chargers. The, the Chargers formerly of San Diego. I like this because for the reasons you pointed out, Mike Williams is hurt all the time. He's fragile. He's got a fragile build. Keenan Allen's on the backside of his career. This is typically when we see wide receivers start to rapidly decline. Uh, it's why I'm kind of out on Mike Evans heading into this season as well, but that's a discussion for another show. Um, but I think this is a smart move for a team that, I mean, everybody's trying to catch the Kansas City Chiefs in this division. Yep. So yep. they've got to get as much firepower as possible. We have learned in this division, defense matters a lot less than it does in every other division in the league because everyone's offense is so high-powered. No one's going to stop any of these guys once they right. get rolling and get the right pieces together. So now we're on to pick 22. We have got the Ravens, formerly of Cleveland, if we're going to go that route here. Wow, we're going way back. On the clock with the – hey – I was, I was 17 when that happened. So shut up. Hey, <laughs> so we've got the Ravens on the clock now with the Jigba coming off of the board here. That's probably the route I would have thought they would have gone, but I think that I still think they're going to go wide receiver because they have no one, John, they have, they have nothing. no one. And they just brought in Todd Munkin. Exactly. And Munkin is going to want to throw the ball considerably more. Now, I think there's I know, a scenario. I know, this where, isn't a, I know this isn't a first round pick, but Darnell Washington reuniting yeah. with Todd Munkin to be the 
second tight end. Like I know they'd be absolutely stacked at tight end because they have Isaiah likely also behind Mark Andrews. Right. But I just can't shake the thought of Todd Munkin being like, that dude is my chess piece that I know how to line up against defenses because he's a six seven tight end. Right. I like, mean, that's, that a, was, that's a big boy. That's uh that's a that's, big boy. That's a Brock Osweiler size tight end right <laughs> it there. Is Brock. It is Brock's. I think, dude, I think they're gonna go. I think they're gonna go Zay Flowers here. I don't think they have Zay. any other need that's as glaring as wide receiver. And I, I feel like Zay could fit into the Monken offense pretty well. He doesn't have to be wide receiver one because we've got Rashad Bateman for that. I think they bring Devin Although I think, back too. I think Zay Flowers overtakes Rashad Bateman really Ooh. fast. Okay. I, I think that Zay Flowers is so damn good. And he can take the top off a of defense, which is something that this team is lacking substantially. Exactly. And, and we know Lamar has open, the arm strength to do it. He does. If they want to open it up and Todd Munkin has been coming out and saying like the elite traits are there. You see them on tape. Like he is, he believes in Lamar Jackson. He wants him back. Right. We're assuming Lamar Jackson is coming back and getting the bag this offseason at some point. I know it's a hotly debated topic right now, but let's just assume that that happens, that they bring back their quarterback and that they're not in full-on quarterback scramble drill mode this offseason. If that's the case, I think Zay Flowers makes a ton of sense to this offense. Then we are in agreement, John, and I'm going with it. We have got Zay Flowers, wide receiver from Boston College, going to the Baltimore Ravens at the 22nd pick. And now we have everybody's favorite, really good 13 and 4 team that couldn't do it in the playoffs with Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota Vikings, which, John, you know something about Vikings because you look like one. So, oh, hey, thanks. This makes, this makes you an expert here for this specific pick. Look, their secondary. It's Joey Porter Jr. Next question. Yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's I, not, it's not close. It's Joey. They have, to, they have to do it. Wide receivers yeah. feasted on that secondary last season. They've got to get a quality yep. corner. It's Joey Porter. So folks, we have Joey Porter, the cornerback out of Penn state going to the Minnesota Vikings with the 23rd pick. Now with a pick that now, if you had told me at the beginning of last season that we we're going to be talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars having the 24th pick because they were actually kind of good. I would have told you you were high. Same. But here we are. Jacksonville at 24. Oddly, a team that doesn't have a ton of needs. They have a, They need some offensive line help is what they need most. But at this point in the draft, I mean, the guys that you're looking at, Anton Harrison, could he be converted to a guard? Because that's what they really need at this point. Yeah. Probably not. Could they go secondary? I mean, you've got Deontay Banks floating around. That's really the one I could see them actually trying to go after with this pick. Yeah, this would be this would be an interesting scenario for Jacksonville because nothing is really like screaming to me here. Now, I I think that the default for teams, if they're like, okay, nothing is jumping out at me in terms of need, you can always use more depth in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Yep. I think that true. Brian Brian Brees still sitting here at interior defensive line. He's a really highly ranked player. I, I think there's a good chance that he goes before this pick. And I think that they just look at that and go, okay, well, let's just add strength on strength. Let's add another interior defensive sure. lineman that can rotate in and keep guys fresh. And in case of injury, this is the break glass in case of emergency situation. I think it's just like, hey, let's just take the best player on our board. And let's say that it's, Brian Brees that's available to them. I could also see them go in Deontay Banks though, because secondary, they could use the help. Um, so those two would be the two that I'm kind of, kind of looking at. Here. You know, I, I hear what you're saying about the talent of Brees being here 
and it's really hard to pass up. So I think we're going to have to go there. He's ranked almost 15 slots ahead. Yeah. So I think that if, if their front office is smart, which it appears they might actually be, this is probably the pick they make now to another front office where we can debate how smart they are or not. Are they going to give Daniel Jones $35 million to continue quarterbacking this team? Hey, apparently he wants, apparently he wants 40. Maybe they give him 40. Oh, like, good God, man. Come like, on. Like, I love I Daniel Jones, but it was one season. Yeah. Anyway, I, I con- conversation for another day, I suppose. Where do we think we they go here? Now, I really debate they need a tight end because they've got tight end God Daniel Bellinger on that roster. Ooh. I can't see them going tight end here, but I could see them going with the corner. I think maybe this is where Deontay Banks comes off. I could see that and i think that giants fans would revolt if it's anything but a wide receiver you uh, think so like i i think that they need one so bad that they would be really hard pressed to not take one especially because teams after them at this point of the draft are gonna stack up on wide receiver like we're looking at the board that's a fair point we know that Dallas is needs a second one. I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo went wide receiver because they need help there outside yes. of Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis was just not a solid number two. Um, Philly, so, maybe. Who knows? I Kansas City absolutely could go. And then you start getting into the second round and you're looking at Pittsburgh. You're looking at Houston. You're looking yes. at the Cardinals, the Colts, the Rams. Like Wide receiver could dry up quickly. So it might feel like a reach, but there's some still there's still some really good wide receivers on the board here. I'm kind of leaning Jalen Hyatt. I think that they would look at the speed threat on the outside to open up defenses against them. And I know that he's way down the board, but there is so much talk of Jalen Hyatt sneaking into the first round. Yeah, you got to type his name in because he's so far. Yes. Down. You do. But there's there's talk of him sneaking into the first round because he had so much production this year out of Tennessee and he has so much raw speed. So it wouldn't surprise me because the NFL loves speed at wide receiver. That, it, exactly. And I, I promised chaos. So there you go, folks. Jalen Hylett out of Tennessee. He is going to the New York Giants. A good get for a team that could use it. I mean, they did resign Isaiah Hodgins, though. Like, hey, and I love that. Hodgins, man. Let's give me my Oregon State product, mm-hmm. dude. Like, I'm so happy to see him get cut by Buffalo, sign with the Giants, and then fall in the second half of the season. Well, and think about and this: true. this offense, you get Jalen Hyatt in the draft, but then you're also getting Wandale Robinson, in theory, back healthy, and he looked good in flashes last season. So, I think this is a move that probably. It's not that unrealistic. It, it's going to strengthen their wide receiver core, which is what they really need. So there you go. Now we have got on the clock at pick 26, the Dallas Cowboys. That's not a logo. That's a rating. The one star folks <laughs> saw it on a t-shirt. Couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So now you said, do you think Dallas is going to need a tight end or tight end wide receiver as well here? I do. Are, are we looking at Nathaniel Dell? Are we looking at Joshua Downs? Do either of those guys interest you at this point? So, so here's the thing. I personally love Josh Downs, and that would be my, that would be my pick before Jalen Hyatt. That would be like I, I think that Josh Downs should be a first round talent. Now, that being said, Jerry Jones is a maniac, and I think that he could go Kayshawn Booty because I think that Kayshawn Booty has size and has traits 
that he's going to be in love with. And again, this is a player that has like a late second to early third round grade on him. And maybe he doesn't go that way here, but I'm looking at the other positions that are on the board. And I don't know if there's anyone here that just screams a need for them. They've got great pass rush. So the the edges that are there on the board don't really make a lot of sense. Um, Look, I, like he, he feels like, no, he, I love this. He feels like a cowboy to me. There's, and I've kind of, I've had the thought of him being in Dallas and how good he would be on that offense. I think we let's do it again. Yeah, I just I we're just going Kayshawn Booty. We're blowing this draft up. This is a guy that going into last season was in conversation to be the number one wide receiver taken in this draft class, and then he had a bizarre year in LSU. But if anyone is going to look past the red flags, it's going to be Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not so wrong. I there. could absolutely see him just gambling on the wide receiver, especially if Booty shows up to the combine. He's healthy. He balls. He runs a good 40 time. He's making like highlight reel, you know, leaping catches. Yeah. If someone's going to take the gamble on him, I could see it being Dallas. Yeah. No, I love that. Okay. So now we are on to pick number 27. We've got the Buffalo Bills. I I kind of offensive line was probably their biggest hole. I mean, you can talk about some other things too, but if you're really like glaringly looking at it, I think they're going to go Anton Harrison at Oklahoma. I like that. That makes sense to me. All right, then we're going to do it. We're, Anton we're getting Harris. much more, much more um, like smart and safe with this pick after taking Kayshawn Booty at 26th overall. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, <laughs> we're we're to the part of the draft where these are teams that they're going to make the safe pick because they got deep in the playoffs, right? So right. now we have got with pick number 28, these Cincinnati Bengals. I have nothing clever to say about them because they were just too damn good last year. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're going to go with, I feel like they're going to go with either Andre Carter, Nolan Smith, maybe Will McDonald the fourth, but for me, it's probably Nolan Smith. Yeah. I like that. I think they need help generating pressure. And yes. Nolan Smith is a defensive end that can do that. Um, especially if they kind of get him in an area where he can just like open it up and go. Yep. So if they if they know how to use him, I think that's a really good pick to add to that defensive line and give him some freedom to go try to get the quarterback. Well, and you know, Cincinnati's defense wasn't as bad as some people made it sound, but that no, was one that was one of their big lacking things is they, they just didn't get pressure. They didn't get that right. pressure to collapse the line to make quarterbacks uncomfortable on any sort of regular basis. So we're going to go with it. We have got Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia, going to the Cincinnati Bengals at twenty eight. Now here we are, pick twenty nine. The New Orleans Saints, not because they were good, because they made a trade. We all know they weren't good this year. They really screwed themselves in the draft department, especially needing a quarterback as badly as we know they need one. But I think this is where Andre Carter falls. Andre Carter or or Deontay Banks. One of those two guys goes here. This is going to be a defensive pick for the Saints. I agree that it's going to be defense. Um I also wouldn't rule out Mozzie Smith here because that is a defensive lineman that yep. is so forcible at, at the point. Like his, his hands are, are crazy strong. Um, he has some limitation in his game, but he, but he has a lot of tools as well. So I wouldn't rule that out, but I think that Deontay Banks has fallen too far at this point. And I think that they would see that 
and I think that secondary is obviously a point of need for them as well. So I'm 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 inclined to say it's Deontay Banks. All right, we're going Deontay Banks to the New Orleans Saints at the 29th pick. All right, John, we're on to 30. Now we've got the Super Bowl runner-ups. Joe's watching. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, Joe. At 30 here. This is a team that, again, with their second pick in this draft, they can do whatever the hell they want with it. They can. And we already had them taking Bijan. Exactly. This is interesting. Um, it is. I think, okay, here's a place I feel like they could use just a little bit of help. Yep. Line, linebacker. I think so, too. Dayon Henley some help. out of Washington State. He's quick. Yep. He can cover tight ends. That makes He's sense a- to me. I like, I, like, I like that pick. All right, we're going to do that. Henley. And then here's where I want to have a little bit of fun because this is – you and I talked about this. Ty J. Spears. Ty J. Spears at 31 to the Kansas City Chiefs. Really, what does this team need? They're not going to take Josh Downs. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Because I think they think they can turn around. I think they think they can get him in the second round. I think that Kansas City feels like they can get the help they need. They've got Sky Moore, who I think is going to see increased involvement. I mean, we'll see in camp, but I think that's the idea from this team. Juju's not bad. I think they want him to. I think they want Sky Moore. They do. They do. You've got MVS under a fairly large contract for another couple of seasons. You won a Super Bowl with these guys. So why use high draft capital when you could actually so we are literally we are literally repeating the Clyde Edwards Hilaire mm-hmm. scenario where with the but last t- pick in the first round, what do we need? We don't need anything. Let's draft a rookie running back. Well, but the, like we had talked about before two or three shows ago was that Tajay Spears is that guy who could be that spark for that running game. He's the compliment to Pacheco. Then you're not asking too much out of a seventh round guy because you've got Spears, who's just an overall electric runner. And the reason he's graded so low, why he's a third round, fourth round pick is because he went to Tulane. That's yeah. literally the only reason he's so far back. If no, I'm trust me. City, I, 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 I know you do. Spears. I know you do. Like, you're not going to have to convince me on that. I can see Andy Reid looking at this being like, make our offense even better. Okay make it even harder to stop us because who the hell are you going to try? Who are you going to focus on in this offense? Okay. On a rookie deal back into the first round, you're not going to be paying him a ton. Can I get really weird with you too? And I'm going to throw yeah. another thing into the cock here since this is our last pick to talk about tank dealt. You want to talk okay. about an offense that can use a small, but electrically fast wide receiver. It's Nathan- it's Nathaniel Dell technically, but he goes. Oh yeah, I did know that. I did know that. Yeah, I. You know what? I don't hate that either. He is so fucking shifty. Pardon my French. And like he was just tearing up defenders at Senior Bowl practice with his release packages. Yep. Yep. No one could guard him. And if you want to talk about a team that could utilize him in space and design things to get him the ball, this is the same team that took Tyreek Hill, who was an undersized but. Sp- speedy wide receiver right who can just blow the top off a of defense and i think they're missing that element i don't know i can see either one of this because again this is the super bowl winner this is the embarrassment of riches pick so what do you want to do with it but they need help at wide receiver i like josh downs a lot 
I think that Josh Downs is a much better wide receiver than Tank Dell, but Tank Dell is so fast and explosive that this is just the kind of player to me that Andy Reid would look at and go, yeah, I can use that. I know how to get that guy open and get the ball into his hands. So I'm, I'm good with either one, but I just at least wanted to bring up the conversation, especially because he has an early second round grade right now. So I think you have converted me to maybe Kansas City waits on Tajay until the second round. Dell won't be around when they come around again. And we're doing it. We're doing it. All right, folks. We have just created our first ever Dynasty Diehards mock draft. Get out of here. I already paid for you. I must not be logged in. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. You're not. The little sign-in button in the top right is showing. Oh, no. It's because I'm on a different browser here. Well, folks, here is our draft. You can't see all of it all at once. But we'll be posting it on the social medias. John, this was a blast, man. I really enjoyed doing this mock. Yeah. There'll be plenty more to come, guys. We have weeks upon weeks upon weeks before the NFL draft. Two months. So that's about eight weeks. Maybe not weeks on weeks on weeks on weeks, but enough weeks. We're going to get you out of here, John. Thank you so much for riding with me today like you do every week. Everybody, Always, thank man. you for tuning in. Make sure you like this video and make sure you subscribe to the Razball Fantasy Football channel. We've got tons of stuff going on here. It's not just Dynasty Fantasy Football. There is baseball. There is basketball. There is hockey. There is betting, gambling, all sorts of rankings. Make sure you check it out. For John Helmkamp, I'm Nate Palvo. Folks, we will see you next week. I stay loose, I stay high, I stay loose, I stay high, I stay loose, I stay high.